I don't even have an intro for this one. This is uh, just more, not depressing per se, but placid. I don't really know what to say. I'm not enjoying doing this one, but I have to get done all the same. Really, it's for my health, for me to vent. Uh, got some tea here. Hopefully, it cools down a little bit soon. Um, I've been a lifelong Auburn fan since I was born. Uh, and when I was a kid, Alabama was inferior to us, and Georgia was at best in the coming up stage. So I get to Auburn and I do my, you know, four years there. And through that time, Auburn descends slowly and slowly from being the second, maybe third best SEC uh, program to where we are now. And EGA ascends to the second. And that ascension essentially gets um, cemented by them beating us in the SEC championship in 2017, which sucked, obviously. But that was our third in, what, 70 years? Their first, or their first um, win, and I believe like 10 years, something like that, something crazy like that. So, you know, you could feel the, the rope slipping out your hands like squid games, but you still had a chance to really pull back on it. And you get 2019, which to me feels like the year that if you want to do something, it's pretty much your last gas to do it. And we go to 2019, two freshman quarterback, one touchdown away from one really one throw from tying up with Georgia, and then who knows what happens then. Uh, and then you beat Alabama, obviously. Now it's pretty much, I think, the last gasp for the previous regime. And the consistent losing to Georgia pocketed with the Alabama wing titles, regardless of what you, you being Auburn, do against them. It's created a malaise, I think, throughout the uh, fan base that even, I think, hiring a head coach hasn't really necessarily solved. Um, I think many Auburn fans felt bad about this game, as they did in 2018. Um, and I think that you are now in a situation where you are in a pincer tag. I think you were, like, as hot. I think you were in uh, what Germany was considering a pincer attack between uh, two countries back in the World Wars. But they were in a considering stage. Like, how do you, how do you hit these two? Uh, what's the strategy, right? We are now in the pincer attack. The pincer attack is occurring currently. Uh, you have Georgia, who has pretty much increasingly played a lot of in the uh, state of Georgia which is one of our, arguably, our most necessary state in recruiting with how Alabama's gone since Saban's uh, arrival. Kirby actively uses negative recruiting, which worked very well when he was beating the shot of Gus every year. Uh, I imagine it has stopped with what was, a, I believe, a 20-point win uh, this season. Uh, you have Alabama, who recruits at the best level possible, who has seven national, six national titles with their current coach. Uh, and while that series has been competitive, I would say, uh, since Saban's been there, you still are at a point where they have massively amounts more success than you. They, almost 90% of the time, you have whoever they want if you also want them. You, again, being Auburn. 
So outside of the strategic ways, which I can come down the list, I mean, the players, uh, you know, they start wondering, you know, do I need to be here? You know, am I just like, – you have you are pitched with the mission of defeating the Goliaths when you come here, but obviously they're going to start reconsidering how you keep on seeing the other sides winning titles that and you keep on losing the other sides. You may kind of think that's a, a, a rather useless pursuit, I would say. And then just from a fan base perspective, I mean, obviously it tightens the expectations, it warms the heat, the um, hot seat even more because obviously you're wondering why can't we be that? We were, you know, you were pretty much up against Georgia in the series by damn near 10 wins before Rick got there because now they're up by like five and they've pretty much won the last 15 years. So you were in a pretty good lead against Georgia for the majority of that rivalry, especially as of late, uh, post-1980s. And you pretty much see it all that. You don't even have a foothold. I mean, they're almost pushing it to the same lead that Alabama has against you, which is, I believe, is nine wins. So you're, you're facing almost 10, um, a 10-game 10 deficit in both series overall, like historically speaking. And that's tough, dude. I mean, it's becoming a point where there's like Auburn fans that are pretty much raised without knowing how to feel this would be better than Georgia, much less Alabama. Like I was, I'm about 22 going to 23 in a couple months, in a few months. And pretty much my generation is the last generation that knew how it would be better than Alabama. Like we had the fear to film. That was, I believe, and I was, I want to say the seven or eight. So that would be like the pretty much the around the edge of being able to like consciously remember that moment. Um, I mean, past that, dude, like even the, I didn't really watch Georgia games like that, Georgia Auburn games, but like in 2007, that's when like Rick started kind of changing that series around a little bit. I mean, as far as my conscious memory goes, I don't even remember being better than Georgia two years in a row. I mean, 2010, 2011, 2012, 2013 to 14. I mean, there's literally no back-to-back wins against Georgia in at least the last, uh, what, 14, 15 years. There's no one against Alabama since 2007, almost 2009, 2010. I mean, it's just this is bad. This is bad. Oh, again, almost 2013, 2014. And then, uh, yeah, that's about it. It's, it's just not good, dude. <laughs> it's just completely out of your hands. Like you just lost control of the entire situation, and it sucks. I mean, this is me like watching this game today, or I guess game has just been played, and I'm like rec- like actively rooting at least against for Georgia, which in essence means I'm rooting for Alabama, and just have to play that. That whole mirage, you know, like, oh, just rooting for this side. I don't care if that side wins, which, I mean, I, it's for me at least, it's real. I don't give, I really don't care about Alabama. I don't care about Alabama. And then I actively root against Georgia because I don't want to see Georgia concretely pass us up, which has obviously just happened. Um, it just sucks, dude. Like, I don't ever want to root for Alabama, even though I, they're kind of low on my totem pole as far as rivals go. But it's like, you just you couldn't. I think from every possible advantage perspective, Auburn University has, you could not have a world where Georgia had the ring to show for it, like the fruits of the labor. 
and now you have that. I mean, I just don't know how you could ever get back to that. Like, you're you're concretely better than them, at least until uh, their current head coach leaves. Maybe once that happens, you can kind of get back into the swing of things. But as it is now, dude, you've completely lost control of that uh, that series. And I don't know when or what it would require to get that back, honestly. Just tough. Um, college basketball, just to close out, I'm going to be putting my entire attention to college basketball. College basketball has thankfully uh, softened the impact of this failure of the past post ACC uh, championship in 2017 for me. Uh, we are arguably the best team in college basketball. We have arguably the best player in college basketball. We have the best stretch of college, ba- college basketball in the SEC. And last time I checked, one of the four or five best stretches of college basketball in the past four or five years or so. Um, I'm going to throw myself into that. <laughs> I suggest all Auburn fans do. I The one thing I always say, and it sounds derogatory, but if you are an Auburn fan that is not in just basketball, you are doing yourself a massive disservice. Not to even speak for me personally believing that that sport is superior uh, to football, which I do have that opinion. Um, you just are missing the best ran Auburn product maybe ever. I don't know if there's anything that compares to how to what Bruce Pearl's done for that particular uh, field. There's nothing I can think of. I mean, if you think about, you know, Pat Dye having to turn around these series against the best coach of all time before Nick Saban came along. Even that still with, even with factoring Georgia having their 80 success, I, it's still not, I mean, you are literally in a conference where you have the best basketball program ever in your conference, just like college football you have. Alabama in your state, who has always been the basketball program in Alabama. And even to this day, that legacy holds true to such a degree that Alabama still gets some of the better Alabama in state guys over us. You know, it's kind of close to 50 50 now, but it still occurs. Um, I mean, you have guys with legendary players like UGA, like Tennessee. Tennessee has a lot of recent success, uh, even from Bruce Pearl himself. I mean, you're probably the. You know, you're you're in the tier. I like guess in in the SEC in, in a macro sense, football wise, you're in that tier two behind Alabama. Um, and then with the way the 2000s worth of Tennessee, you pretty much have a tier two of Tennessee, Georgia, LSU, Florida, and then Auburn. Auburn is in there. They don't have the same, I guess, gold that Florida has, that Georgia has. Uh, at least Georgia has NC titles, I should say. Um, you know, Tennessee still has quite a few NC titles, if I remember correctly, but you are, in essence, about in the same tier of those four or five programs. But in college basketball, you were one of the worst programs in the entire sport for years. I mean, outside the Barkley years, you know, the, the uh, Sonny Smith years, I mean, you have virtually almost nothing to speak of consistently speaking outside of the couple stretches in the 80s and, you know, some in the 90s. And then, you know, you have to go back all the way to the 40s to really find another stretch of basketball. And you, this entire millennium pretty much just sucked. Almost the entire millennium. Almost. No, but almost. Like, most recruits live their entire life with Auburn being a competent basketball program. You can't say that about football, at least. Like, even if you're, like, 18, 
you at least have years where you can point on like, hey, this football program was decent at some point. You don't have that with like eighteen year olds. They don't remember a time. Like even if you look at the two thousand three, the mellow versus mellow year, that is now nineteen years ago. That is literally older than the recruit you're going to be committing or the recruit you're going to be pitching against, um, you know, against Kentucky, against Syracuse, against whoever, you know, like that 18 year old, that high schooler does not remember a time where you were hot before Bruce Pro came along. So, I mean, it's, and that's, that's like recent Bruce Pro stretch, remember? So it's, it's huge, man. I mean, it's what he done did here is massive. He has like the resources are all against him. Like, I know they had to like claw and pull to get the basketball arena. I know that there's still like not all the money in the world like devoted towards the basketball program. Their Under Armour program, which for all people talk about like some head coaches and their opinions on uh, Under Armour, some ex Armour coaches, that is a proven disadvantage. Sharif Cooper speak to that or spoke to that. Um, it's been rumored that it's kind of affected uh, some of the recruiting processes for Auburn in the past. Uh, and it's just, it's an L. Like, Nike, Jordan, those are preeminent basketball programs these days. Adidas has more rep, at least with schools, than Under Armour does. Under Armour peaked as an entire company, as far as basketball goes, four or five years ago. They literally, look at the sales, they literally went and failed year over year since uh, Curry's last MVP year. That was, I think, the peak of them as an entire sports uh, franchise. They've declined year over year in... I know basketball, but also believe football as well. And it came like even after the success of having Cam Newton, Brady, and Curry in one year, they did not sign anybody else of that tier after that. Yeah, you think of anybody else from Norman that's of that tier? I mean, Joel and B, I think, signed there, but I don't think he's the personality of a Cam Newton or, you know, so on and so forth. It's just saying, like, there's so much things going against this guy, and it's just. I mean, he made it all work. So I say, hey, throw yourself into that. If you're going to throw yourself into something, throw yourself into that. Uh, that's going to be it for me. I had to enjoy this tea and get to bed. Got to go driving to Auburn tomorrow, actually, and uh, see how that's going. Hope you all enjoyed this uh, little piece. I certainly did not enjoy what I had to do here in terms of watching that freaking game. But uh, y'all enjoy y'all night.